and we are live for the 133rd episode of the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luzaluigi, and tonight it's me, it's Andrew, and it's G. How are we doing, fellas? Welcome to the offseason, boys. Yep, it's our official first offseason pod. It took a little bit, but, you know, it was pretty quiet on all fronts. There was, you know, obviously the, the Houston Astros World Series winner. That's about all the time we'll spend on that. Um, Technically, Ryan it's our second uh, offseason pod, if you count the us crying session a few days uh, yeah. after. But in terms of, well, the, you know, the, obviously the Yankees have had some, you know, early offseason starts earlier than we, we would have wanted the past decade or so. But it is now officially the offseason. And yeah, like I said, the Astros won it all. Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone still have their jobs. I mean, I don't think any of us expect that to change. Uh, but the big news today. Anthony Rizzo, back with the Yankees, right? Obviously, it was floated around that the Astros were going after him. Obviously, he didn't accept the qualifying offer. But, hey, the Yankees got him back today. It's tech, it's the guaranteed two-year, $34 million deal, a possibility of a third year to make it three years, $51 million, a club option after the second year. So, yeah, Rizzo back in New York. I think most people are pretty happy about that, obviously. Definitely fizzled out with the bat as the year went on, but Man, he was so great at uh, first base defensively all year. He's definitely yeah. You, nice look, look, player. look. You say fizzled out with the bat, but like, let's be honest. He was probably our second or third. Yeah, best he was still our hitter I mean, in the postseason. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yes, late in the year, he definitely trailed off after he was on a pretty insane run through what May, early June. Um, but but all things considered, um, that's a kind of move where um, doesn't really like move the needle. Like we as Yankee fans, coming off a sweep of the Astros knowing that like they still have our number knowing that Aaron judge is still a free agent. And there's a possibility that we don't re-sign him. Um, re-signing Anthony Rizzo doesn't like move the needle, like the Holy shit, we're back. But if he wasn't back, we're done. Like before the offseason even begins. Right. So that was a move that like you just for, for, for stability and just like for, for some level of consistency, you had to bring him back. And so I think also it's important context to note that, um, you know, we have heard actually a fair amount from Hal Steinbrenner since the season was over. And he like gave an interview with Meredith Rockett like a couple of days ago. And, you know, he said all the usual shit. He said, like, was very complimentary of Brian Cashman and said, you know, not saying there's going to be a change, but like we don't have an agreement. Otherwise, it's like very complimentary of him and of saying, like, you know, we would definitely consider making Judge the captain. We want to keep him here for a long time and all that kind of stuff. And then he was speaking again. Um at the meetings that are going on right now. Can, can I interrupt was... you real quick? So sure. Just, sorry, sorry. I'll let you continue. But like, thank you for reminding me. Like, in the car this morning, on the way to work, they played a clip of his interview. I guess it was yesterday, and he immediately talked about how, oh well, we were hurt in the playoffs. I wish we had Ben and and Lemayhu, and I almost threw up all over my dashboard. Like, like we 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 joked like, oh, if they're going to use mean, that is it because he again. said I'm not going to make excuses, but immediately before that. But right, right. So we should be better. Like, and we're not going to be. And dude, they made a whole point. There was this tweet on the eve before opening day: no excuses, talk is cheap, just play, win. And like immediately, the owner of the team comes out and says, "Oh well, we were hurt, so that's why we didn't win." I think the series against the Astros plays out differently if we have two of our contact hitters healthy against a good pitching team. I almost violently threw up. Anyway, continue what you were saying. I'm sorry. All right. I mean, I will say. 
would the would they have gotten swept? No, I mean I think it's would they have won the series? No, but it might have gone a little different because they actually were probably counting on Benintendi a lot, and he was really good batting leadoff for a while there. Um, either way, um, I think the relevant part of what he said today or within the last day or so was that, um, you know, that he said he's spoken to Judge one on one multiple times since the season was over. And also the fact that, like, regardless, like, if they sign Judge or regardless what happens with Judge, it's not going to stop them from making other moves. And I guess also the the, the next point would be that he doesn't have, like, an absolute payroll figure in mind. So right. yeah, that, that'd we could great. say maybe bullying works or maybe <laughs> he just finally got tired of losing and whatever else, but also the fans making noise is a good thing and the fans voicing their displeasure about mediocre performance is a good thing. If you want the team yeah. to get better. Well, gee, that's a, that's a great launch pad for the show tonight because really that, you know, that was very, well, that caught a lot of people's eyes, right? That how came out and said, Oh, we've had a lot of good talks with judge. We, you know, we don't have like a number in mind for payroll. We could do other things other than getting a judge back to improve the team. And look, talk is cheap right like he could come out and say that and puff his chest and look it's definitely a good start like i said a very good start to the offseason like you said maybe bullying does work maybe he heard all of these things i mean i think how we saw michael k talking on his radio show kind of told us that you know something was up like there was like there's no way they would just let k talk like that unless there was a slight change of uh you know motive but yeah it's definitely what you want to hear from Hal that, hey, we like fuck payroll, right? We haven't won a world. I'm just going to chime in here for a second by saying that we're he, we here at the Bronx Bomber Battle podcast are not endorsing bullying and you shouldn't go out and be mean to people. But in the case of this specific, unless they own the New York Yankees, unless, yeah, they own right, New right. York. unless the, the victim of said bullying is Hal Seinbrenner. Unless right. it's a billionaire yeah, case, who owns your favorite baseball team. Man, of okay. specific sports fandom, and we're back in. In the case of this specific sports fandom, like it's important for the fans to make noise, to voice their displeasure. At a certain point, you know, you can't support what's going on. Then don't buy the t-shirts and don't buy the tickets and all that bullshit, right? Make yeah, the noise, but... write the letters, send the tweets and all that stuff, and voice your displeasure. And hopefully, whether it's a miraculous epiphany or he heard whatever is being said in the ether that he has decided to, you know, maybe chime, you know, channel a little bit of his father for a change. Yeah, that's hopefully, hopefully that's what's happening. Right. Because I I've seen it said a lot and you know, I completely agree with it. The Yankees need a 2009 like off season, right. When they got CC, when they got Burnett, they need like a, a you know, they, they need some, or it was technically a 2008 offseason going into 2009, but regardless, they need to make a splash, man. They need to make a splash and getting Rizzo back is a definitely a good start. Like you said, Andrew, it's not like, all right, well, world series back on, like, you know, start the, no, but you're right. If, I mean, if we would have lost Rizzo, cause I was thinking about this. It's funny. I was thinking about it earlier today before uh, Rosenthal tweeted out that Rizzo was back. I said, man, if we lose Rizzo, who are we going to get? Because off the top of my head, there's not a lot of first basemen out there. On free <laughs> the market was bleak. 
very they probably would have made dj the first baseman right that's probably oh my they god dude i, I literally thought about that a couple weeks ago and uh oh my god i was yeah, actually that. thinking to myself like like actually when that report came out yesterday that the houston astros were making anthony rizzo their number one target in free agency which like like g you said pre pre-show Credit to his agent for, for putting that that propaganda out there and getting the Yankees to sign immediately because like I don't know how really? we'll ne- we'll never know how true that was but immediately as soon as I saw that I thought like Anthony Rizzo wants to win a World Series loves the Yankees but also like would be okay to sign with the team that clearly owns the league the last decade or whatever uh, I was like oh my God what do we do do we sign 35 36 year old Jose Abreu like what 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 do we do is it DJ all those those evil thoughts and those horrible thoughts just came rushing yeah. in. Yeah, it was a beautiful leverage play by Anthony Rizzo's agent. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> and the the worst part about losing Rizzo would have been the fact that look, you could replace his bat at first base, but you're not you're not finding a good fielder as Rizzo at first base. And on top of that, apparently by all accounts that everyone who's covered the team in 2022 has said, Judge and Rizzo are like best friends like more so than mm-hmm. judge and stan like judge and Rizzo oh yeah that's why friends. i said so if that... rizzo's not here judge is gone that's why i said like jokingly or otherwise i said judge is going to walk into that room with the yankees and fucking anthony rizzo is going to be sitting there right next to house time better like <laughs> just yeah, as and a, we do and we do remember the when the season policy. ended that remember rizzo was like oh you know it'd be great to have him back and he was saying all these things even though him himself was also about to be a free agent so yeah, you, you figured Rizzo always had the plan of coming back to New York, and yeah, hopefully he drags Judge along with him, right? Um, and he didn't even get a uh, – he got whatever. I guess potentially he got like 15 or 20 more million. He, he only really got an extra year. Like he signed almost exactly the same contract. So I guess he just likes being here, which is, which is great for us. Yeah, but I think right. we kind of knew that all along, right? So the fact that he didn't take, but the you kilo... still, but you still never know, though, right? Like it, you right. always hear how guys like being there, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, they they're off, like they got a big deal, and they're, and you know, at like, look, the way things have been going, and how like negative, and I think a pessimistic we are about this franchise at this point. I think we all expected Rizzo to be gone. The moment we saw Rizzo Astros, it's like, oh yeah, he's gone. Like it, there's it, that's it for us. I, I was almost writing Rizzo off, but obviously, glad the thing that makes me laugh is that you saw, like, as soon as the snap reactions, the tweets started to roll in, it's like Rizzo signed, and people are saying shit like Rizzo, lifelong Yankee. I'm like, yeah, I know we love Anthony Rizzo, but I think it's hilarious that we're just ignoring the first like decade of his career somewhere else. <laughs> Where he literally won a World Series well, with the Cubs. Anthony yeah, Rizzo, well, the lifelong being Yankee. Yankee. Welcome to the Yankee fandom, right? Uh, I suppose, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Rizzo back. Now, obviously, hopefully, Aaron Judge next. Uh, we, by all reports, like since I feel like when the offseason started, it was very up in the air where Judge would go. It seems like just judging by the you know the vibes of how everything's going, it feels like the Yankees have definitely gained some leverage. It feels like at this point, he's probably going back to the Yankees. I think they had like what they oh interviewed. Oh my God, please don't say that. Like Maybe I not leverage. Right. Don't you dare say I'd say maybe it. not leverage, look, but like look. maybe more just like momentum or good vibes. Like, yeah. you know, because obviously like it's been a couple of like really disappointing ends to the season. And especially in the immediate, immediate aftermath of any loss, you're going to feel all you know, pissed off and whatever, but like, 
we were hearing immediately after season one, it's like, oh, the Giants really want to make an incredible offer, or the Dodgers, or, you know, whomever, the fucking Rangers apparently want to spend money on everyone now. So, like, we're hearing all these rumors, and now since Hal Steinbrenner, you know, we heard from Cashman a little bit. He's not in a contract right now, so he's kind of just doing charity work, I guess. But um, just hearing Hal Steinbrenner saying, like, specifically, like, I've spoken to him one-on-one, you know, we want to make him a Yankee for life or something to that effect. Like hearing him say those specific words, like on a few different occasions is giving me hope and making me think that he is serious or maybe I guess more serious than we used to think he was. Yeah, well, the the ML, uh, MLB came out with an article. They were basically they pulled like I think it was like their 50 of their top writers and asked them where they think top three agents would go. And the consensus for Judge was the Yankees. Obviously, the only two other teams receiving votes were the Giants. And Are you Dodgers. talking about the same article that said that Jacob Degrom is going to go to the Rangers? Possibly. There was a report that said the report was that he said he told the Rangers he was interested in going there. <laughs> I mean, wait, look, or, or, or my misremembering, was there an article that said he was going to go to the Guardians? Am, am I, nah, am I that. Look, whoever wrote that, that article, would like, I, that would double their payroll. <laughs> quadruple. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know that about that article. But, I mean, I have heard a lot of DeGrom to the Rangers smoke. I mean, who knows? He is He's from probably, Texas, though, right? Like, is yeah. That, 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 okay. He probably ends up going back to the Mets, but we'll ah, see. I wouldn't be so sure. We'll see. Uh, I actually, mean, so, so I'm looking at this now. Um, DeGrom is apparently a Florida boy, so Luigi yes. is a casual. Well, I mean, I should have known that because he went to I think Stetson. we can fairly comfortably cross the Florida teams off of Jacob DeGrom's wish list. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Uh, but yeah, you're right, Andrew. I should have known that because DeGrom went to Stetson. He actually was a shortstop going into college. Fun fact. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, it's look. I do th- at this point, like, I think when the season ended, I was just so mad. I was like, I don't even know if I want judge back now that I've a couple weeks have gone by. I, I do want judge back. Um, Cause like, look, when there's only a few truly elite hitters in the league. Right. And judge proved this year that he's one of them, man. And I just, even though like the, the only slightly good thing about judge departing would be, by all the reports, it would be to a team out West, right? In the end out West. If, you know, Judge was going to another AL team, that would just break my heart. Especially, you know, like Houston or, you know, I was going to say Tampa, but obviously that would never happen. So, but I do think Judge is going to be back in New York. I really do. All right, but so, so, the, so the, real issue quick, is, like, the issue is, what are they going to, if they get, let's say they get Judge back, right? What else are they going to do? Uh, sign, sign Xander Bogarts. Because <laughs> getting oh, Rizzo take? Is, that, is that is that too hot of a take on this podcast? Because like obviously getting re-signing Rizzo, re-signing Judge, great, but it's like we had both those guys last year. It's you know we're just at this point getting those two guys back is just running it back. So what else is this team gonna do to improve? Because you know from what Hal said, it's like all right, hey, we could improve the teams, improve the team in other ways without signing Judge. And even if we do sign Judge, we could still improve the team. So I'm just kind of curious to what what that entails, right? Because like you said, there are still some really good free agents out there. And it's really all about if the Yankees want to just say F the payroll, which they should, but 
it's that's something they haven't really done in the past five years. So well, well, well look, look, the, the whole payroll situation. Um, I'm so glad that Brian Cashman uh, and to a lesser extent Hal Steinbrenner because uh, I, I don't believe he'll spend until he actually signs off on it. Um, but but basically they they implied that the team is willing to do whatever it takes this year um, because last year there was a golden opportunity for that. Right. And I have been a firm believer on this podcast uh, that you don't need to spend $300 million to win a world series. But since we haven't won a world series for going on 13 years now, um, why not? If you can, the, the whole COVID losses situation is gone. I don't think the Yankees would resign judge and then give another $300 million contract to a guy like Correa or Trey Turner. But Bogarts, I don't know. Uh, Dansby Swanson, I don't know. Uh, like, are there some outfielders like a guy like Jock Peterson? I would have liked. I think he he just accepted the qualifying offer from the Giants today. Uh, look, the Yankees should just go out and just—I don't want to say spend whatever it takes, but just spend like you actually have the money, right? Like you 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 guys know the feeling, right? You get like a promotion at work, you get you get a new job, whatever it is, and you're like, oh shit, I can make more money than I've ever made in my life. What do you do? You immediately make a luxury purchase. Yankees need to do that. And that would be oh they, as a fan, that would be so gratifying. Yeah. Um so I think well there was I mean a little bit of not news, you know, the Rizzo thing was the news, but there's been the rumors and the, you know, winter hot stove nonsense that's going on, like um, the oh, John Heyman reported today that, you know, obviously they resigned Rizzo, but like they were in contact at the very least with Trey Turner, Correa, Bogarts, and also Brandon Nimmo, which I've heard that's the Nimmo thing has been floated around a little bit, I think, since the end of the season, because, you know, left fielder, a good on base guy, that kind of thing, like Aaron Hicks obviously sucks. Um, we said this last time, like, it's not that they don't necessarily, like, you know, they haven't gone, like, all out in spending, but, like, it's not that they don't spend any money. It's just that they spent it on stupid players like Josh Donaldson um, rather than spending the same $25 million on Bryce Harper or et cetera. Like, um, I got a big boss, man. Yeah, you know, I know. Sometimes <laughs> I just like to feel some pain. Um, that's, how we, that's how we know we're alive. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, apparently... Well, you know, this Friday actually is the non-tender deadline, or I guess the tender non-tender deadline. So, like, there's work to be done here. We might get at least, like, some indication of things that they're going to do or things that they might do. Um, I laugh because I guess Cashman gave, like, a little quote about Aaron Hicks the other day saying, like, we anticipate him, like, being back, being healthy, playing a role. And the, one of the first retweets was like, uh, yeah, this dude's not going to be here next year. Like, Yeah, I mean, they're clearly just gaslighting there. They're clearly like, yeah. hey, yeah, I mean, Hicks is a great player. We expect him to contribute. Please trade for this guy. Please, please. Right. please. Like, <laughs> we as fans have been gaslight, gaslit for, like, gaslit, yeah. three, four years. So if Aaron Hicks is the one getting gaslit, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I think he he's not an idiot. He might have been a bad baseball player last year, but he's not an idiot to know that they're probably going to try and get rid of him or find something. The writing is so obviously on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a shame for him. He was a good player for a couple of years, and now he sucks. So um, the other thing was, obviously, with the non-tender deadline, uh, there's the IKF thing in that he also sucks, and he's arbitration eligible. So I guess you could maybe see him get traded pretty quickly, hopefully. 
The um, thing about about arbitration eligible players is that you can just non-tender them and you don't have to cut them and eat their salary and you don't have to trade them and get nothing for them. Although if and, they could trade him and get a, like a, a single heir, that'd be better. But they could just non-tender say, him. They won't well, because they, they, they're they stubborn. If that happens, like if that deal is available, Cashman would do it because he wants yeah, to Yeah, they should. Time. But like, I mean, can you imagine the Yankees just non-tender ICAF and like they walk away and they're like, fine, it was a lost trade. See, the we fans would love that. That would be a nice like and they wouldn't even have to say short shit. next year yes i mean ikf would be a good guy to have off the bench he does don't play. you say that don't you say he's starting again don't you dare I'll say, say that. Like, i mean he's a good bench piece i will say that but the problem was that he was just their everyday shortstop that, that was he crazy. also is going to make like eight million dollars next year yeah um, i don't know my two bits about ikf is that it was just weird you know, obviously he's stuck. Right, we, we've right, we've, like, we've talked way too much about IKF. I'm we're moving um, on. It's let him no finish. Uh, then we'll move on. <laughs> fine, um, fine. It's weird how defensive they were. Like, to, you could have been like to a normal, like, hey, you know what? He's our everyday, whatever. We support him to come out and continuously be like, oh, he's elite. He's incredible. He's the, you know, like, dude, that's just fucking. That doesn't get you any goodwill with the fans. I don't know. We don't. That, have to that, that's this. the worst part is is how much we as fans were gaslit last season. It's because. We were told, we were sold a bill of goods, right? That like XYZ was, was an elite player. That they were going to, we were going to win the World Series because of all these reasons. And like we, with our own eyes, saw that that Isaiah Connor Falefa wasn't it. Like if the team just came out and said, "Well, he's he's not what we thought he was," and you know, this this year probably isn't going to end up the way we thought. Like that's, I, they would never say like we suck and admit their fault, but like. It's the fact that they belligerently stuck to their guns and tried to convince us that the moves they made in January, February, and March were going to win us a World Series when we were already so obviously behind the eight ball to the Astros. That was the worst part of it all. It could be summed up as simply as this. In a year where they had a legitimate shot at winning a championship in a championship window, they went with a stopgap shortstop. That's like and, all, that's uh, all you need. Rookie shortstop won the fucking World that's, Series. That's all you need to know. Is they like they uh, knew they were all right. We're one of the you know we're one of the three or four best teams in baseball. We're gonna willingly go with the guy who we know is not that good. At and and the worst part of it all is that a guy like Oswald Peraza played what like 13, 14 games this year. I like, think it, him, it, and Cabrera, it, him and Cabrera combined for like fifty five games, I believe. Right, right, but Cabrera played Cabrera most, was, of, the Cabrera was most of that, right? Right, right, and, and so like if if they were willing to to just have IKF be a stopgap until the trade day, the trade deadline, and then call up one of the young prospects, and then just let them play for two three months and be the everyday shortstop going into the playoffs, that's a completely different situation. But the fact that these two guys haven't really established themselves yet as a starter just because of the way the Yankees use them. Like there's no reason why we couldn't have signed a guy like Carlos Correa, who by the way had a one year and a two year opt out in his contract with the twins to play one year, start every single day at shortstop. And right now we still don't have a shortstop for 2023. We think it's going to be a guy like Peraza. And you know what, if you sign Correa for a one year deal or a three year deal with opt outs after one and two years, Peraza could still be a shortstop in 2023. So like in hindsight, every Every point of that that decision just blew up in our face. Well, all right. So this is, I'll set you all up for for segueing here. Um, Hal Steinbrenner was pretty directly complimentary of Peraza and Volpe 
And he said, you know, he said they're going to get playing time. We'll see how it works out in spring training. It is, quote, certainly my intent to see Peraza and Volpe in the middle of the infield. Now, obviously, it doesn't say like this fucking year, but um, I think they're at least aware of how badly the IKF thing looked on the field and just optically with the fan base. Um, in a perfect world, you just get rid of him and Hicks and Donaldson and you just move on. Um but I think it's at least, I don't know, quote unquote, good um, that he mentioned them by name, right? Like, I don't think they're ignorant to the fact that fans wanted these dudes at least to get a fair look for the second half of the season. Like, so I don't know. I'm just intrigued to see. He's saying a lot of things that the fans want to hear. So hopefully it's not just like lip service. But I thought yeah, it was very exactly. good that he said those two specific guys by name saying like, I want them to both. And also, I guess the coupling with that is that there's been floating rumors about like a Glaber Torres trade, which I think makes a lot of sense. We were saying in pre-show. Someone else can go on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like you said, G, it's, he's saying all we want to hear, but talk is cheap. It could just be lip service. Let's see some actual action. And yeah, look, Glaber, like I said it before the show, I just have this weird feeling that Glaber is going to get traded this off season. Like remember, like last season or last off season, it was Gary, right? The whole offseason went by. We didn't sign a catcher, and we kind of assumed Gary's back. But when he got traded, no one was really surprised. It was like, yep, that kind of kind of makes sense. And I do feel like that's going to happen with Glaber. Now, Glaber had a weird year, man. Not to make this like a Glaber review uh, segment, but I mean, we forget how amazing Glaber was for that like five, six-week stretch, mostly in August. And that just was completely awful in September and the postseason. So it's really tough to make, you know, what Glaber is at this point, right? Obviously we all know the 38 home run season in his second year, way back when, uh, then he was terrible. He literally had like <laughs> last year, he had like two home runs or like halfway through the season. I forgot about that. So it really like it, Glaber is such like an interesting character, but Andrew, you said, you know, you Glaber, if he has a good year this year, cause this is his upcoming, this would be his last year before his, a contract year. If he has a good year, man, he could make some big money. I mean, he could get like a hundred million. And hopefully, it's contract. not with us, right? I, I unless, mean, unless he's well, like, like, yeah, like he made six million MVP, bucks then we have year, to pay. Right. Him. That's well, we'll see. Right. Like, who? That, that's the thing with Glaber. Like, I could. That man has the potential to come out and be like, you know, two hundred hitter, six hundred OPS. But he also has the potential to have like an eight hundred plus OPS. Right. If he if, if really Glaber goes two seventy, thirty five home runs, ninety five RBIs, uh, and I would. I don't know, a 380 on yeah, base it, percentage with like a like 800 right. OPS. I think like that would be that would, we 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 would absolutely extend that guy in a heartbeat. Like if he could put up that kind of season next year, awesome. But the fact is, he's done it one year in his entire career, and it was with the juice ball. So like it's so hard to gauge where he is. And his his defense, especially in the postseason, it's just I mean, the mental errors that guy still makes is just just so concerning uh in fairness i don't think he made that many mistakes this past year if you're talking about the game uh game four of the alcs uh ikf yes. had the ball graze right past his glove and didn't catch it i still blame him that man is a terrorist and he gets mm -hmm. every blame opportunity every possible blame um it wasn't the best throw by glaber but it's the ikf's fault for not catching a ball that was right in front of his face um, yes yeah i think it's Good to note that Glaber Torres definitely will not become a 380 
on base 35 home run hitter again because he did that once and i'm still not sure if it was primarily because of the juice balls or just how horrible the orioles were that year um or both but or i mean definitely some probably both. either way um he can get paid by someone else and i think it's about time they trade him so kudos tip of the cap and go somewhere else now so it's funny that i said that glaber it was 385 the number I used. Um, Glaber's career yes. high for on-base percentage was in 2020, you know, the year that the Yankees fans started to turn on him, and it was 356. The year he 60 games he used. hit 38 home runs, uh, his on-base percentage was 337. Granted, he hit 280 That's with insane. 38 <laughs> home runs and 90 RBIs and an OPS plus of 128, but... Uh, he's never really been a high on-base percentage guy. Um, I'm not convinced he can ever be that guy. He's going to be the guy who relies he's just on been like a hard contact the opposite way, or he's just going to be, right, like you said, streaky. There it is. I mean, we don't streaky. have to belabor the point, but, like, you know, the the COVID-shortened season was weird. A lot of people played poorly that year, so we're like, oh, whatever. He's, he played better for the last, like, month of that season and then came back the next year and was, like, pretty – fucking mediocre all season and it hit like nine home runs so like i you know i don't know it's i think it's i think it's time i think it's it's run its course you know if they brought him back then he'd probably play like you know comfortable defense and hit 20 home runs and whatever like it's just if we're talking about like oh they shouldn't spend 25 million dollars on donaldson or they shouldn't spend six million dollars on ikf because they can do better like can they do better than like a fairly replacement level you know but still very young second baseman. Yeah, I think they should just seek out an upgrade. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera is right there, and he makes nothing next year. And I really hate myself for saying that I kind of want him to play over Glaber, but also it's true. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. A, a lot of times people don't realize in pro sports that, and this literally could go in any sport, like once you make a certain amount of money, like you're almost incentivized to play, right? With Glaber, the Yankees might say, "All right, we don't. This guy's going to have to get paid. We don't want to pay him. Like we know we're paying Rizzo for the next few years. We know we're paying DJ the next few years. We're paying Donaldson next year. They're probably going to want to play DJ. Like I know DJ is not what he was a couple years ago, but like with what he's getting paid the next few years, like that's probably the second baseman. So yeah, it would just make a lot of sense to go with Peraza or Cabrera or Volpe at shortstop next year and." Trade Glaber and just see what bring you can get all three of them up. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, whichever Cabrera, have like an open field, competition, whatever you want to do. And but... Peraza, middle infield, just do it. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah, uh, we'll see. But that's that's like my kind of hot take prediction of the offseason is that they could trade. Glaber. Oh, my 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 ongoing hot take would be do all that and then sign Carlos Correa and make him play third base. Interesting. And just, you know, pretend like just erase Josh Donaldson's name from the roster. See if anyone notices. Yeah. Send his ass to Florida or something. He, he would probably like it down there. Hey, no, like, no, just... no, not here. Not here. Not here. Other news. Vacation. They did it with Ellsbury. Right. Um, Luis Severino. Back. They accepted his club option. That was very obvious that that was going to happen. Jose Trevino. Platinum glove winner. Congrats to Trevi. Actually, that was the first platinum glove in the Yankees franchise history, is it not? Yeah, I believe so. I, I believe so. So, so look, I, when I saw that, what was it, like 
four or five days ago. Also, if I, if, I, if, I, if I see one more person give Cashman credit for getting him, I'm going to freak oh, out yeah. because that was a mistake that they even got him. But we all but, but look, 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 the Yankees, the Yankees literally would have not even thought about getting a guy like yep. Jermaine, you know, unless Ben Worth had got hurt yep. after he made the trade for Ike Hamm and Donaldson. Uh, yes. So, like, we, we believe at that point enough. But I, I, I when I saw that, that that was the first platinum glove in the Yankees franchise history, I, I did step back a little bit. I was a little shocked. Like the Yankees have had a lot of good defensive players. Um, you know, Jeter, say what you will, best defense. But like guy like Don Mattingly, I thought well, I might have won at least once. Um, congrats for Trevi. Uh, when it first came out, I think we were all kind of still in our well, fuck this team. We're still mad about what happened in the ALCS. Yep. <laughs> um, and and I think even like if judges like obviously going to be announced as the MVP um, that gets what on the 16th or the 17th. Yeah, but I know it's in the, I'm not, I'm not sure the exact date. Yeah. I know it's in the next. So, week. so it's either Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Um, MVP gets announced. Um, Judge is almost assuredly going to win it. Um, I, I, I think the fact that we, we had this podcast that we talked about Rizzo resigning, it's going to be a little less pain, but like, like if if the MVP was announced like six days ago, I'd be like, great, fuck, cool, cool. I'm glad Judge won. It was a fun season, but still, fuck this team, right? Like that, that, that would have been our tone. No, I mean basically, it's it's what fucking Luigi's name was in the group chat all year, right? But now it's the off season. It's like ah, uh, just when I thought I was out, they get me back. It's like the season ends, we're all fucking pissed off, and you know, it's like oh. Hey, how Steinbrenner saying some interesting shit. Oh, they re-signed Rizzo. It's like, oh, Trevino won a gold, you know, platinum glove. The Yankees are in contact with Turner and this and that. It's like, oh God, we're back in it now. Like, I can't, yeah, like, I can't, you know, I can't. Bro, people, trust me, like my, like you know, my friends and family that listen to this pod, like they make fun of me because they're like, dude, you literally say at the end of every year, like, I don't know if I can do it this year. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh well, Hal said some good things and Rizzo's back and we got. The, like I'm a sucker. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm sucker. So I will for, <laughs> I'm I will forever be a sucker. I've accepted it. It's okay. But yeah, you know, I can't wait. Like I can't wait till next year. The time being, like ah, I fucking hate this team. We shouldn't have gotten Judge back. He only hit 48 home runs this year. What the fuck? So yeah, that's kind of just how it is in Yankee Land right now, right? Um, what else we got tonight, guys? Um, here here's a good question. Where do we think Verlander's going? Because I don't think he's going back to Houston. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. Yankees. Do, uh, no, uh, do you think no he's going to ask for the contract well, that Mitchell forgot? No, I, I think he's either going to the Dodgers, the Padres, or the Mets. Real so time. I don't want to keep referencing Andrew's favorite article that said Jacob DeGrom was going to the uh, Rail Riders, but um, they said that Verlander was – the Yankees were number two in the terms of like how many votes each team got, the Yankees were second for Verlander. So there are people that think that the Yankees and Mets as well are trying to go for Verlander. Now the Mets, I don't, I don't really get, I like, like if you have to, like I get Verlander has more postseason experience than DeGrom, but I mean, why would you like get rid of DeGrom to get Verlander? That's kind of like a lateral move, right? I mean, the Mets kind of do need pitching, don't they? Like, yeah, but I don't know. Like it, I think the Mets whole thing. I'm not too sure. Forty year old Verlander. That's what I'm saying. If they, if they get rid of Degrom, what I would do in if they get rid of Degrom, it's probably because they don't want to have another like reliever in their mid, or, you know, or mid to late thirties that has you know injury no. issues. He's in his. He's comfortably in his late thirties. Man's about right. to be forty. Yeah. Um. So who knows? But hey, Tom Brady's still winning games at forty five, which I think Tom, 
uh, Verlander also said he wants to play until right, or, or is that just yeah? Tom Brady makes like ten million dollars a year. Like <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady undefeated since the divorce. No one's talking about it. Um... Uh, <laughs> you, 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 I don't know if you guys saw that that report that came out. Um, like yeah, but the, 40, the, 40 the, hours the trainer. Yeah, the, the one that she was spending a lot of time with yeah, since the entire year. <laughs> yeah, that's yikes. rough. Anyways, um. um I think Verlander, the Verlander to the Mets would be kind of funny for me. They're like, saying obviously, Carlos Rodon, they're saying, is the Mets' main target, which would probably be a good get for them. He's a very good, good. Uh, Please sign him. I think he's good, but I, I sure he definitely won't be worth no, the money. He definitely no, won't I, be worth his contract. I would love, I would love the Mets to give him four years and ninety million dollars, and we don't. <laughs> That'd be great. Agree, Dude, but, good old Stevie Moneybags. Actually, what did we actually talk? We talked about Steve Cohen is going to have like a three hundred million dollar payroll for the Mets. They um, they gave Edwin Diaz a hundred million dollars. That we didn't even talk about that. Look, lots of I deferred don't... money, but I think they absolutely had to do that. Like the, the, for for what he he meant to that franchise, um, there was no chance they were letting him go. It's just such a risk with with relief pitchers and closers. So, like for that, a relief like, pitcher like, who for more like, than dude, one season of his career was like, the worst relief pitcher as, in baseball. At, like she just said, as dominant as he was, I still vividly remember whenever like he had what like eighteen blown saves in a year. Every Mets fan was cursing his name. Like it's like it shit changes fast for relief. Pitchers, it didn't man. didn't it Aaron really Hicks does. get a grand slam off him? Uh, in 2020? Yes, I believe so. It, look, he was, I think it was 2019 was the year. He was just absolutely awful. If I'm not, or that, that might have been in the Seattle year. Anyways, yeah. It, it should oh, be a year prior, out. how someone was saying that, uh, one of the reporters was saying, like, oh, the Mets were shopping Edwin Diaz, but no one wanted him, so they're just keeping yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he was that bad. Then he, you know, he went on to have one of the best rel- seasons for a relief pitcher, but look, I mean, as, as Yankee fans, I mean, after Chapman, Britain, and Otto. Uh, I don't think the Yankees are ever paying big money for a relief pitcher ever again. Um, rightfully so. And yeah, also, speaking of relief pitchers and speaking of the Mets, pour one out for Steven Ridings, who got picked up off waivers by the Mets. Now his UCL, UCL is cooked, but I liked Ridings. He was a fun pitcher. So hopefully he doesn't do well for the Mets, right? Um, yeah. The Mets have the inside track on the Incredibly large, hard throwing, but coming off a serious injury, Yankees, <laughs> Yankees relief pitcher market. <laughs> uh, poor Dellen, poor Dellen. He, he was like p- people were talking about it, like a random side note about how amazing Prime Dellen was, and he, he re- like when that man was on, there was just there was very few guys that were better than him. Just amazing. How, didn't he have like multiple immaculate innings for us? Uh, loved loved Prime Dellen. Yep, and I think his most iconic outing was. Um, what six up, six down, six strikeouts against? Oh, so G. It was against. The I, Mets. I know. Was it? Okay, there you go. I was gonna say the Tigers. Dude. So thank you, dude. Oh, he like, was. I remember that specifically because I think that was also Jacob Degrom's first start. Um, he oh, got Chase, out of a bases loaded Chase. jam. <laughs> Chase Whitley. Ace Ace Whitley. <laughs> he got out of a bases loaded jam and then struck out the side in two consecutive innings. Yeah, man. This has he been a was... fun little digression. Pour the pour one out for that man. Yeah, just just to read some of his numbers. Um, like you know, he had a thirty nine point six percent strikeout rate. I mean, he was and when he was just so fucking good, man, when he was on. But when he was off, 
you wanted he to punch sucked. your team. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting, though, because, like, people are saying, like, oh, maybe the Yankees. I said, you know, maybe it was, like, Jim Badden or one or two reporters saying, like, maybe the Yankees should be in on um, Edwin Diaz. I'm like, one for $100 million, considering the whole Chapman adventure that is now concluding, no. <clears throat> but, like, I don't know. I mean... Who's going to be their closer next year? I don't know. The Yankees definitely need at least one arm in the bullpen, but like, I'm not so sure it's like the number one priority that you go and spend a hundred well, million dollars. I think Andrew, you were the one that posted that video of King throwing. He looked very good. Um, yeah, right. I, it was him throwing in in an open field, but right. the fact that that we thought he was going to have Tommy John surgery, uh, and and he didn't, and then he had what a broken elbow. Uh, what was it? June, July, so four, five, six months ago, uh, and that he's already thrown gas again. Uh, look, great to say. <laughs> me, me, me and you both agreed as soon as that injury happened. They're like, well, this season's probably fucking over. Like, I, it didn't make sense to just rely your entire season on one relief pitcher going down. But I think we kind of had the vibe. And in hindsight, we are right. But, like, did it mean much? No, I don't know. Uh, the fact that he looks good now – um, and he could be healthy next year is a huge boost to the 2023 team, but we can't even have those conversations about what the next year's team looks like until judge comes back. Yep. Yep. It all centers around judge. Um, guys, any other final thoughts tonight? Obviously this is, we're going to have much more, many more postseason shows. Hopefully we hear some more big, good, positive news. I like Andrew said, the MVP will be announced by the end of the week. Be able to celebrate that. But you yeah, like, want to venture a guess at what the judge contract is going to be? All three of us. That's a good I'm, question. I'm gonna I'm gonna say eight, uh, <laughs> three twenty, forty million a year. Eight for three twenty. What about the um, the Cole contract? Nine for three twenty four, thirty six million. Yeah, Fair, the thing about right? Cole is He's that he 30. pitches once every five days. It gives up way too many home runs. Aaron Judge is literally All the right. best player in baseball. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, he can certainly ask for more. I'm just saying, you know, if he turned down yeah. 30, then it's going to. I th- Yeah, I think, I don't know, like, Andrew, 8, 3, 20, I, I think it's going to be something like maybe like 7, 300. Like, I really think the AAB is going to be insane. Like, I really do. Um, but, man, we'll we'll see. Like, I'll, I'll say 7, 300, though, because eight, man, eight years is a long time. And I do think that the Yankees just don't want to get caught up in eight plus years seven obviously seven years is still a long time too but yeah well, I, I this is where i hope right. that they learned from their whole robinson cano thing you know where it's like hey we drew the line at seven years and he got 50 or whatever more million dollars from the mariners we lost him it's like you know what just do it right just fucking do it and now if the if a team like the dodgers or the giants comes with like you know 45 million dollars a year for 10 years you're probably not fucking getting him back anyway so like if it's a question of like seven versus eight for a few million bucks, then you're going to look like a fucking idiot if you lose them. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, guys, final thoughts tonight. I hope it happens quickly. Please yeah. Sign, that, please that's, a, that's all I got. Yeah. I was about to say, hopefully before Thanksgiving, right before the holidays. Thanksgiving. Because I, I really just don't want to go to Thanksgiving dinner and then I have a wedding the next weekend and everyone's asking what judge is going to do. It would be nice if it was just already settled. Right. Um, But, and like, because really, like we said, that's kind of just 
once we sign Judge, then it feels like like if we just sign Judge quickly, then we could go from there, right? But if Judge is just up in the air for the next month or so, that's really going to hinder what we can do, right? We may not be able to sign certain guys because we may need they may be unwilling to give a certain guy that money because they're waiting for Judge, right? So. Yeah, let, let's hope this, this gets done quickly, right? I do have a lot more confidence now that they got Rizzo back very quickly in the way they did. And like Andrew said, that was Judge's boy. So I would say that, like, if they did get this done, I don't know, in the next week or two weeks or whatever, like, <clears throat> you have the winter meetings in December or January, whenever they are. Like, um, I feel like if they get this done very soon, then that kind of gives them, like, a pretty strong upper hand for the rest of their off season to like aggressively seek out the moves they want to make. So hopefully, hopefully it gets done quickly here. Bestow upon us a Thanksgiving gift. <laughs> Honestly, man, that, that would be, I know the gifts are for Christmas, but I, I could use a good Thanksgiving gift this year, but for Luigi, for Andrew, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle podcast. And we'll catch you guys next time.